0: Everything from product to social strategy is how do we influence and how do we make an impact in our consumers' lives.
1: I'm your host, Dave Knox, and this is Predicting the Turn, a show that helps business leaders meet their industry's inevitable disruption head on. Welcome to another episode of Predicting the Turn. Today, we sit down with Jake and Hayden, who are the co-founders of HydroJug. Guys, welcome to the show. Thank you. Thank you. It's great to be here. Yeah, thanks for having us. Well, I want to start with just the or the origin story. How did HydroJug get its start?
0: I think the biggest the biggest thing that influenced it was actually a YouTube video. We saw a fitness influencer posting about, in the video, they were talking about how all of the, the jugs on the market at the grocery store didn't meet their needs. like They leaked, or they didn't have a good handle, or they just didn't function well. And we thought, hey, you know what? There's room in the market to be able to bring a quality product that overcomes all of these needs, and we kind of just went from there.
1: Awesome! And when you look at the, you know, enormous growth you guys have had over the last few years, what's really been the driving cause of that? And where do you guys stand as a business today?
2: I think for that, it
1: really—if
2: you look at our team, you know, we have we have an awesome team here at Hydrojug. Uh, we have. A, a lot of really, really talented people have been able to bring them together. And I think that's like a big part that I've
0: seen. Yeah, I mean, we, we've seen everything like Jake mentioned from like team growth to like the growth in our processes and, and growth in our ad spend and the amount of people that we collaborate with on social. So it's kind of just been a holistic thing. And we, it's, a, it's like a snowball effect. Everything's kind of hitting at once and we're just experiencing kind of that big boom of growth.
1: So you mentioned the team being so important. You know, you guys have a unique team in the founding team, given the family ties. How's that influence what you've done as you built the business?
2: Yeah, that's been huge. So a little bit of my and Hayden's background, our parents, they're both business owners. Hayden and I, we've worked together at my parents' businesses since, you know, I was, I was eight years old. Hayden would have been, you know, about 11. Uh, same with our younger brother. So my parents had a few Subways. We worked at the Subways growing up. My dad had a landscaping business. We would, we worked there together as well. And so, you know, we really have worked together for a really long time. And so I think that's just, that's really helped us learn, learn each other's strengths and learn how to really work with each other. I think that's been huge for us.
1: So you, one of the things you guys have done really interesting is kind of connect with your consumers and really let them drive a lot of the changes of what you're doing. How has the consumer voice really influenced the you know, purpose behind the brand and everything that you're, you're creating today?
0: Yeah. So, I mean, it, it's been a huge focus for us since, since day one. We would go to trade shows and, and expos and people would say, is this insulated? Um, does this have a straw? and we would immediately start thinking about how can we insulate this and how how can we incorporate a straw in, in into the lid and it's always been consumer focused and that's just been part of our culture and our thought process and how we do things everything from product to social strategy how do we influence and how do we make an impact in our consumers lives and it's just everything has grown off of that i think we we have a lot of really talented people and they have that same train of thought is like how do we add value? How do we incorporate our people and, and, and like speak to them?
1: So when you look at uh, you know the last few years, you guys have had you know this tremendous growth that we kind of talked about. How have you really been able to navigate this changing supply chain that's really come out with that and forecasting and meeting the demand that's been in front of you? Yeah. So
2: um, with that I'll kind of go back to our team. So you know, one of the first people we, we hired was a supply chain, I would say expert, he's actually our cousin. And so Hayden and I, we were doing, you know, we were doing a lot of the forecasting, we were doing the booking. Well, Hayden did it, he kind of passed it on to me. And I was, I was much worse at it. Just <laughs> really struggling with it was really hard. You know, I don't have a background in that. I'm an accounting major. So, you know, very limited uh, expertise in that. And so, you know, it's, I was talking with my cousin. He's a, he was a supply chain, uh, major and, and was, was actually working in the field. And he, you know, he showed a lot of interest in it. You know, I was telling him a lot of the problems that we were having and he, and he seemed to have a lot of answers to it. He actually built us a model and, you know, I, I looked at it and I didn't, you know, I don't think I recognized it for what it was. Um, and you know, we just talked to him as we'd see him. And then, you know, I sit next to Hayden one day and in, in the office and he goes, he's like, Hey, I'm going to, he's like, I'm going to ask Ryan if he wants to work here. And I remember just looking at him being like, Oh man, like, you know, like things are changing. And, and that was a, that was a huge, like a huge hire for us. It was super, super important. And from there, that team has just grown, grown like wildfire. And that hire couldn't have came at like a, at a better time, I would say just with like all the, all the global events that have kind of transpired since then. And they've really done a great job at at forecasting and keeping that supply chain really flowing throughout the past two years.
1: Yeah. And when you look at that supply chain, how's it had to evolve and grow, both in the supply chain and just your partners in general, with all of the growth the business has had?
2: Yeah. So it's become a lot more nimble, I would say. We have a lot more partners, a lot more people we work with there. Our supplier has, has actually stepped in and, and has helped us with bookings. And, and so, really, just all those relationships that, You know, Hayden had with with our supplier really came, I
1: would say, came to fruition during that time. When you look back over the last you know few years of running the business, when did you realize that you were onto something special here?
0: For me, I I think it was like really the change in like how people were reacting to the brand. Like there was a time when I, I would get I would be on the phone a lot, whether it was like with insurance agencies or just like random phone calls and i was like i wonder when like someone is going to recognize because they, they're like what business are you with not say Hydrojug, and they've got like, can you spell that please and i'm like when when is someone going to like recognize the name and it was a while ago i can't remember how long ago but i remember saying it and for the first time they're like oh my gosh like i love Hydrojug. i have it sitting here like on my desk and that was like one of the moments for me where i was like hey like we can make this like a household brand like we can really grow this like people are excited about this and we're reaching a lot a lot of people it's not we started out very niched and i think that's good from a marketing standpoint but it really got broader and we 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 started to have a bigger vision for what the company
1: could become talent is a big part of predicting the turn and as we talk about talent i wanted to mention one of our sponsors hunt club imagine the power of the best marketers in the world helping you to find your next marketing leader. That's the power of Hunt Club. Hunt Club is a new category of talent company that powers the network of experts, connectors, and business leaders to help you find the best talent. Let's face it, recruiting hasn't changed with the times. Hunt Club is changing the recruiting game by leveraging technology and crowdsource referrals to find you the best people possible for your company. Stop paying job boards that don't work or recruiting firms that recycle the same active candidates. Partner with Hunt Club. Let's talk a little bit about that that niche and then what you want to become. What was that initial niche that you really focused in on?
0: Yeah, so, I mean, in the beginning, we were thinking we were going to get the people that were competing in fitness competitions, like people that take it super serious and need to drink two gallons of water a day. But it changed really fast. Like, it was very female-driven. And then, like the prints we did on the sleeves, like everything kind of just was around like that fitness niche and people that were dieting and and trying to um, meet those fitness goals was was what we were really targeting and focusing in on. And you have to be really efficient, like in your marketing spend and in your influencer spend. So, like it made sense to use those dollars very efficiently and targeted. But as we grew and had more money to test and grow we really broadened our audience and we found out hey this really makes sense for teachers this makes a ton of sense for nurses this makes a lot of sense for mothers that are breastfeeding and and anyone like that really that is trying to kick like any like a soda habit or whatever and it really just kind of broadened about how how we thought and approached like i mean everything from product to to actual marketing you know so where we want to go is we want to make it We want to make it a household brand. We want it to be very normal for you to see people carrying a half gallon water bottle. It's not scary. It's not intimidating anymore.
1: When you think about that growth and where you want the business to go, what changes do you believe you have to make in order to reach that next stage? So something we're doing right now is we're
2: implementing, uh, an ERP for the business. So that's been huge. So, and that's just, I mean, that kind of does cover the entire business, but just within, within every team though, to, you know, out in the warehouses from like a distribution uh, standpoint, you know, we're investing in, in automation so that we can fulfill, you know, orders in a timely manner and get them to our customers. And then, in accounting and finance, you know we've we've hired professionals to you know build models, uh, you know cash flow models, and we brought all that in house. So that, those are kind of two of the big things that I see. But it's really just like the, I guess it'd be like the
1: professionalizing of like the business. So you know when you think about all these changes and everything the business is growing and everything that's going kind of across it, how do you wrestle with the growth of Omnichannel? and how do you think about the choices as a direct-to-consumer brand of where you grow your channels, where you invest, and how you think about best reaching that next generation of consumers. Yeah, for sure, we do it a lot through testing.
2: You know, we're not just going to jump in heavily into into one of them. You know, we like to stick to a lot of the tried and true, but we also understand that that we do need to get into those. So, you know, one thing that we've we've recently started this year is to really push in that you know those B two B sales. So, you know, the wholesale. Um, we've hired a sales team this year. We're working to get in some of those big box stores, but we're also strategic about it. And we understand that like, you know, we're not we're not going to, you know, cannibalize our website and do anything like that. And so really there is a lot of um, strategy that that goes into it. And we try to be mindful of that.
1: When you look back, you know, as you said, you started the conversation, you came from an amazing kind of entrepreneurial family that showed you what business was like firsthand. What have you really learned, you know, since you started this and created a a very different type of business?
2: I think the biggest thing that, you know, I've learned or that I saw from, you know, my parents, it's, it really is, I know it it probably sounds cliche, but it's an all the time thing. You know, my, when my parent, when my mom had the subways, you know, she would get calls at nine o'clock at night, you know, um, they, they needed her up there and, and, you know, we were young and she would just, you know, she'd put us to bed and she would, she would head to work. And my dad, he, he worked as a, as a a firefighter full time and then ran his sprinkler business. And so he would get done with, he worked 24 hour shifts. He would get done with that. You know, I might see him for a few minutes in the morning and, and then he was off doing, doing sprinklers and landscaping. So I saw that sacrifice side of it too, and saw like kind of what it took to make, make those things work. And it was almost normal. I think it was kind of normal to me, you know, growing up. And then, you know, as I got older and I saw, you know, what it looked like for people that were maybe just working like a nine to five and how and they're balancing that. But yeah, that's, those are kind of the biggest things I would say is, you know, I saw like the sacrifice that it took and that it really was like an all the time thing. It's like, it's more of a lifestyle, I guess
1: you could say. With the business as a whole and the growth that you've had, how have you been able to maintain the culture of what you, you know, the two of you started when you began the business?
0: Yeah. So, I mean, that is something that honestly keeps me up at night. Like I I think in the beginning I was super obsessed with the customer and the customer journey and the emails, they got all the touch points and mapping that out. And I still do think about that, but as my role has evolved inside the business, I think about that same, like, I think about the people I work with that same way. Like, how do they look at their job? Like, are they enjoying their job? How can I make sure that they're fulfilled and that they have meaningful work. And I think that is what's helped us is, I mean, right now I am in meetings like a lot of the time and I'm in trainings a lot of the time, but I feel like when we started hiring as fast as we did, I just made that commitment to myself, like, Hey, you know what? Like if I have to put in, get into work early and stay late to get my work done. And then during the day, be with the people that we've hired to make sure that they our understanding, like how we run things and our philosophies and ideologies, like that's what it takes and that's that's what we're going to do. So I think that's been a big piece of it. And then um, hiring a really good, really good um, managers and heads of departments that are that are bought in. And um, those those are the two really big pieces of, of what we've try, been trying to do to keep our culture intact.
1: As you talk with other entrepreneurs that aspire to follow the same path that you have, What advice do you give them? I would say
2: focus on the solutions. Something that I did early on was, you know, you're going to have problems. You're going to have things come up. You're going to have a container, you know, show up with a bunch of broken lids. And it's easy to, it's easy to dwell on those things and to, and to really waste a lot of your energy on, on the problem instead of the solution. And so I would say like, that'd be a piece of advice I would give is really channel that energy and, and focus it on, on the solution to your problem.
1: Well, I think that's a uh, great place to kind of wrap the conversation. So I appreciate the you two sharing your story and the amazing journey that you've been on with HydroJug. Thank you. Really appreciate it. Thanks for your time. Thanks so much for listening. If you like the show, hit that rating and make sure to subscribe so you don't miss a single episode. And for more resources, head over to predictingtheturn.com.